The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Welcome to the new era of the Chicago Bears on your new home of the Bears on ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the State Street Studio, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. interview here in just a minute. He sounds so relaxed with Cap. That's what I just wrote. I'm just tweeting it out. I grew up. The interview with Ryan Poles was the most relaxed I've heard the Bears general manager. That's what I just wrote on the the tweet. Um, Yeah, and I think, you know, being in person there at the Combine, it's really, I think it's the best event to be at. Um, Every general manager, every head coach is there. All the prospects are there. All the agents are there. I think the access is probably as good as you're going to get. Right. And I think uh, compared to the Super Bowl, compared to some of the other events, it's probably the least amount of reporters. I think it's grown through the years. But still, I don't think like every radio station in the country, like the Super Bowl, does show up to the combine. And like the proximity with Chicago um, and where the Bears are, it is. It's a great event for, yeah. for for the guys to be at today, and I was glad to hear them there. I wonder if uh, the new Arlington Heights facility in the future will host be the host of a combine at some point. Is that what they're going to do? Is are they going to make it a traveling thing? I don't know. I don't I, know because I know they've liked the in, in Indianapolis. They have great access to the medical facilities. Right. There's that in right and around the street, which yeah. I think is part of the reason why it's such a it's centrally located. Which obviously Chicago would be, but I also heard L.A. could host it in like because of all the NFL offices there and everything like that, and the NFL Network studios being there. I have uh, not heard any any you know noise that the combine will be on the go. I just wonder if in fact. There is an opportunity for it, like the draft. Can it, you know, be something that rotates around in different cities? Whether or not Arlington Heights would would host it, at some you point. know, the NFL, if they have an opportunity to make more money doing no it, question. they would do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the one thing I want to say too before we play the entire polls interview, because I think that does it the most justice, is I think this is a good time too to have Kevin Warren helping. No doubt. Like uh, again, where the president comes in with Jalen Carter with these really important decisions, where I think they're better equipped with a better president to move forward. Where someone asked, "Well, is this something where you're going to get George and Ted uh, involved in the past, and maybe now Kevin Warren's involved?" I, I think this is a worldly guy who has had to make many important decisions at a high level. The Big Ten with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and- I, I don't think it's just you know the the unique situation with Jalen Carter. I think it's everything in general. Well, right, having the of first course. overall pick, and you know whether or not you know this projected trade is a good one or I think he'd be a good sounding board for all but, but specifically with with Jalen Carter I think that's a good guy to have on your side too sure when you talk about the risks versus the reward 
No doubt. When you play all that stuff out. It's a good guy to have in your building to walk down the hall and ask him any question on any topic. Yes, yes. Um, so Ryan Poles was on today with Cap and Jay Hood. They sat down at the NFL Combine. And they asked an interesting question to start this off. Like, as a, a NFL executive, is this a dream scenario? Or would you rather walk into, like, a, a better team and not have all the all the things at your disposal, like the number one overall pick, all the money in free agency, or is what you have today the dream scenario? As a front office person, this is this is kind of what you dream of in terms of opportunity and flexibility, and you know, to shape a roster starting from the ground floor with 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 picks, but also um, to be able to hit free agency, and you know, last year was a little challenging just with the resources that we had. To, had to um, work with but at the same time it really set the tone to be disciplined and do things the right way and going off of values that I've talked about over the the past year so um, I actually think this was set up properly Um, obviously we had to take it on the chin a little bit this year um, but to build off our foundation that we we set this past year and the the way the guys played is a really good opportunity. I'm excited for it. We're excited about Justin Fields' development. You've talked about him a number of times where you like what you've seen and he's still got some things to work on. Yep. Uh, who does Justin Fields remind you of in football's past? Skill set, you know, leadership, demeanor? Yeah, uh, that's a tough one to compare to. I mean, some of the great um, runners, you know, if it's, you know, Mike Vick or if it's even Steve Young, um, those guys were special in the way that they moved and how they could impact the game with their legs. And then as they developed, you know, as passers, um, you start to see a really special blend and a dangerous blend in terms of being able to change a game quickly. So we're looking forward to him improving and getting better. He's hungry. That's why I absolutely love the guy because he puts the work in. He puts the work in, so uh, we're excited for his development. So one of these cliches, one of these phrases that we keep here well he wants his own guy it's not his guy and i never understood that he's a chicago bear right and you're a chicago bear exactly so as you look at justin fields and how he impacts everything i would think from the outside people look and go well you got something special there yeah. yep absolutely and the great thing is with matt and myself like we talk about it all the time like we got to develop players so whoever's a Chicago Bear, whether they were here before or not, or we draft them, if they're a free agent, it doesn't matter. We're going to try to maximize their abilities and and, and see if they can help our team be a championship-caliber team. So um, I don't really look into who was brought in, who I brought in, who someone else brought in. If you're a Chicago Bear, you got the helmet on, we're going to try to develop you the absolute best that we can. Right, you know that fans are really hungry uh, for a winner, and yep. it just feels different. Cap and I talk about this every morning, how it just feels different. You're here, Kevin Warren's here, Justin's developing. In today's NFL, how quickly can a non-playoff team turn things around in this NFL? Yeah, I think every team's situation is a little bit unique um, from where they're kind of taken off from. So that one's hard to answer. I know, you know, in a three-year period, you want to see, especially that first draft class, that three-year period is really, you know, when you see what you got. Um, so within that is is what we're looking for. But you want to get this thing started as fast as possible. The key is not doing things that will hurt you long-term in the short term um, that can derail everything just because you're you're short, short-sighted with it. So we're going to 
stay disciplined and, and try to do things the right way. But I usually like to look at that rookie class and that first three-year period to see if it's hitting the right way and, and it takes part of the core of, of your team. So there's this report the other day. The Bears are leaning toward trading the top pick. We're like, yeah, really? That's not a shock. Yeah. But how do you balance your sitting there? And in the end, Ian likes this guy and so-and-so likes it. In the end, it's your team. You're Correct. the GM. Yep. And you're sitting there, and whoever that guy is, Jalen Carter, John Doe, doesn't matter. That guy's the best prospect I've ever evaluated, and he fits what we do. Yep. If I trade back to four, six, seven, whatever, he might be gone. Yeah. How do you balance that versus the Hall of Picks? Yeah, so the one thing we do constantly um, in any situation that we're in, we put players in certain values of how they impact our football team. You know, there's like three levels of starters, you know, guys that are going to come and impact immediately and, and take your team to the next level or guys that need, you know, a year to f- figure it out, but they're going to still start. And then there's a group that's going to rotate and needs a little bit more time to develop. So um, we're going to play the numbers game. That top row, we're going to see how many guys we got that impact our team. And then at the same time, when you start thinking about trading, you're saying, well, if we can accumulate picks, is this one player better than four, right? So that's the game that we got to play and, and make sure that we do it the right way so we can just continue to add a lot of players to our roster that can help us get better. Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears with Cap and Jay Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. I'll put your uh, offensive lineman hat on just for a second. Yep. It's always okay. on. Sorry. So, <laughs> I, all right, so I, I see it. It's not turned backward. It's straight, straight ahead, right? right? So, so uh, Cap and I talk a lot about Braxton Jones. Yeah. And we're just wondering from your viewpoint, his versatility as an offensive lineman. Yep. Do you see him on left side, right side? What do you think of his measurables and his intangibles with the team? Yeah. Um, the beautiful thing about him is the intangibles are high, um, so we really don't put a ceiling on him. I think his ability to play left or right is there. I don't think that would be an issue at all. Um, his length, his feet, his intelligence, and really seeing his confidence grow through the season. And as an offensive lineman, we usually talk to, about corners this way, but you got to have a short memory. Things are going to happen. These elite pass rushers are going to get you. There's going to be a twist that you, you miss. Um, but the short memory to come back, the next play, wash it away, and, and try to be as consistent as possible, he has that. Um, another guy that has an incredible work ethic that just keeps putting the time in to get better. And it, it was a really cool process to see him come in from rookie minicamp and then finish the whole season. I think he played every single snap. So um, we have high expectations for him moving forward. See that cap? We're rooting for him. We were been talking about you. I like that he around. played every snap. It yeah. tells me because everybody's banged up. Yeah. He's got intestinal fortitude. Absolutely. Got to have it. Okay, so the e- I went back and looked at the Eagles O-line. Mm-hmm. There's a guy drafted in 2011, another one in 2013. Like, they built this thing over time. They had one hiccup when Peterson left. Yep. One bad season. They're right back. Yep. How realistically, how long does it take to drop talent on the roster and then to have to learn how to win? Yeah. Um, you know, I... Once you get the culture set up and, and you're expecting, you have your team and they're expecting to walk into every every game, you know, to win, um, you know, that shouldn't take too long um, if you bring in the right group of people. And I think the big thing with offensive line play is you have to have five that play well together. Correct. Regardless of where you're drafted, where you're coming from, can that group play together? Um, and, and the great thing is we had our exit meetings with our players and the one thing we learned and we knew this but you know chris morgan does an incredible job with with that culture with that room the way he has it set up um it's a different group of guys 
and and I'm excited to see them develop as we add more more talent to be a, a special group because they're just wired a little bit differently. I mean, they got barbecues going off the yeah, yeah. you know the back door of the facility, and they spend a lot of time together. They enjoy being together, and a lot of that has to do with Chris Morgan and the culture that he set up in that room. Ryan, uh, your former team, the Kansas City Chiefs, win the Super Bowl. What makes that organization um, so solid? Uh, and, and at a championship level more times than not. Yeah, uh, it's a combination of the front office work, the coaching staff, those guys working together to improve the team every year. Um, and now they're in a situation where it's what I talked about, expecting to win. They walk into every game expecting to win it, and that comes with a little bit of this swagger and confidence uh, that's important for the entire organization. Um, and then they do a really good job, you know, other than Pat, they do a really good job up front, right? The the way that we shifted that offensive line after, you know, getting beat up by Tampa in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl that one year, um, but also creating pass rush from different angles and different positions on the defensive line too. So up front, and we could see it in that Super Bowl, um, that dictates a lot of games and puts you in a position to win. How much does that uh, pedigree and that philosophy carry over to you being a bear? Yeah, the, that that front group is something we're going to spend a lot of time on and continue to improve and create competition. So we all want splash players. Boy, I'd like to get that guy and that guy and that Jalen Carter. Will it? I think the biggest thing, yes, you need those, is the depth of the roster. 100%. That is where you need to, and that takes more time, correct? Yeah, it takes time. Um, but also, you know, I think if you do a good job, it, I'm not going to say it's 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 not easy drafting in the first you know 50 picks first 100 picks but you got to do a really good job being able to see different traits and makeup on the back end of the draft too because uh, those guys as you accumulate them and they're developing they can provide that depth um, and the same with free agency so I really think that's important uh, as you know especially up front I was talking to one of the uh, O-line coaches. I don't know if I've been on a team where the front five plays all 18 games. Mm -hmm. So that next group of guys that have to fill in have got to be ready to go and play at a high level and be able to mesh with the rest of them. Ryan Poles, general manager for the Chicago Bears with Cap and Jay Hood on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. Um, There is that fine line, I'm sure, for Coach Eberflus to say, man, you've you've made the opportunity to be the head coach. It's go time, and he wants it tomorrow. But you have to preach patience in your yeah. position, right? So what stood out about uh, Coach Eberflus in his first year? He wants to impress and be able to get stuff done right away. Yeah. But, of course, you're saying it's incremental progress, right? Yeah. The way that he compartmentalizes everything um, is incredible. I can't tell you how fortunate I am to have a partner that sees the game and sees a roster-building process like he does. Um, it's it's really special because as a front office person, that's what – those are the things that kind of keep you up at night, and you're wondering, like, how much patience does coach have? We're trying to do this the right way. He's all in uh, in terms of building it the right way. He's actually an incredible evaluator, which for a general manager, that's a big deal. Um, and oftentimes we're on the same page, and when we're not on the same page about a player evaluation, we'll sit down and watch them together and, and get on the same page. Um, but he gets the process, and it's it's been an absolute joy to work with him and, and do this thing the right way and have a level of patience to develop talent. I mean, that's a stressful thing for a coaching staff to say, you know, we're going to play a lot of these young guys so we can build it the right way. And they've been incredible at at doing that, especially in year one. I was watching something on NFL Network last night, 
and they were talking to some former executives, and one of them said, the toughest thing about being in India is I don't ever get to see the drills because I got this agent wants to talk about this extension. This player needs to meet with me. My coaches want to go over this. He said, that's the thing you miss out on the most. Is that true? Um, Partly true. Uh, There's a lot going on that pulls you in a lot of different directions and takes you away from the main thing. But at the end of the day, I would say the interview process, sitting down with the players, face-to-face time, because that's what you don't have. We can watch as much tape as we need, but getting to know the man, it's a a grown man uh, feel. Like when someone sits down, you're like, that's a grown man. I want to put him in the car and take him back to Chicago with us. Like, <laughs> I saw a few yesterday. I yeah. said I'd like to load him up. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what you're looking for in that process. So that's important. Yeah. Usually we're all locked into that. Nothing's going to take us out of the room for, for that. And then it's the medical piece that no one really sees, but that's the really important piece of the combine. Um, in terms of the movement stuff, again, you can always go back and watch that on tape. You really shouldn't get too far away from the fall tape anyways because that, that's the football player. You can be fooled with the stuff in shorts. So if that you get pulled away from some of that, it's part of the process. You know, you don't lose too much sleep over over missing missing that. Correct. You can always go back and do it. And again, you don't want to be influenced too much um, because the further we get away from the football tape, uh, the more mistakes you can make. Speaking of sleep, okay, so you just you have your personal time, mm-hmm. and also this is your draft time. What's what personal the, time? Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> exactly. oh, there's no, there's gotta be surprised. You gotta sleep at some point, right? Yeah. That's your personal time, right? Yeah, you gotta exactly. Put, you gotta put your head on the pillow at some point, right? Yeah, yep. What's the latest call that you've received from a team? One o'clock in the morning, a little midnight action. You know what? I think. Um, Which uh, what's mo- the latest call? Most teams. There's a level of respect for the different time zones, and you think about that before, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing crazy. Nine, ten o'clock would probably be the latest. Okay, because if this this guy, it's probably midnight or one a.m. Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm just telling because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my partner here likes to have one-on-one communication. He doesn't yeah. realize text is a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so you like to be a phone guy. Phone. He's yeah. a phone guy still, yep. like the 1980s. So, so, <laughs> but so, but the text and the calls, it's like they cut off nine or ten o'clock. They respect your time, right? Yeah, and the other thing too is I'm. I'm I'm getting better at, um, you know, I joke about personal time, but I'm getting better learning through this first year. Um, you do have to put the phone down. You know, I try to charge it in the bathroom instead of right next to my bed because I'll be going through everything yeah. uh, at all hours of the night and, um, you know, using the little uh, the sleep uh, mode just yeah. to kind of shut things down and, and rest. So, you know, you're fresh enough to make good decisions you also talked yesterday when you met with the media yeah there is a scenario where i could trade before free agency so that you go to free agency go i actually don't need that three technique because i got this one in a deal yeah but the medical part that you just referenced is such a huge part of everything is it more likely a trade doesn't happen this week because i got to see the medicals i really like that kid i can't believe he's got a degenerative this right yeah, you know, but the timing works out all right. Um, so we can stay open-minded with that. Um, when we get out of here, we'll have a, a good idea of where, you know, if someone's, you know, flagged, we can have some conversations early next week um, or even this week as things are happening uh, to discuss where that's at and what our numbers look like, you know, in that certain range where we feel comfortable. So so there was a story that when the Bears signed Julius Peppers, they chartered a plane. Mm-hmm. Lovey's on it. Jerry Angelo's on it. They fly down and they call, all right, we're at the door. Let us in. Right. Boom, five minutes, deal, done. Right. Does that still go on? And do you have a charter plane at 
Chicago executive waiting to go somewhere. Yeah. No, you know, I, I don't think that happens as much. Um, I think that's a unique situation, but uh, if we need to do that, we will. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, at moment's notice, if there's a guy you're going to key in on, yeah. you'll be at the doorstep, Let's go. right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, what's Kevin Warren like? Awesome. Yeah. Um, we've taken some time, maybe four or five times, to sit down and get to know each other, talk about different topics, discuss where we're going as a team. Um, it's been it's been really good, and I've had I have an unbelievable relationship with Ted uh, as well. But um, it's been really good to sit down and 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 discuss kind of how the first year went, where we're headed, what direction we're going. Um, how he sees things just from his experience um, and really bringing knowledge from a totally different sp- experience than what's in the building right now. So um, great man. Um, I'm excited to have him. And, um, you know, there's something between us. I think it, it, it works really, really well. Before we let you go, what's one thing? Oh, I didn't realize that was going to be something I'd have to deal with as a general manager because you think you know what you're walking into. You never yeah. do. Oh, man, there's so many things that pop up where you're like, you know, I mean, you know, Foos and I, were, we've talked about the, the turf in the stadium, like what kind of grass, you know, we're redoing uh, the indoor turf uh, in the Walter Payton Center. We have samples out of all the the fill that you put in the, uh-huh. the turf and the different types of companies. So we're like touching the turf and talking about like, <laughs> just things like that. Um, that you never had to deal with before. Yeah, that you never have to deal with before. And then it's just the, um, it's the unexpected. It's, it, you know, with so many people in the football operations, there's, there's different things constantly going on that you're like, I can't believe I'm dealing with this, mm-hmm. you know, that just hit from left field. But, um, at the end of the day, you're a problem solver. Like that's what this job is: is problem solving and, and setting up an organization to be successful and run properly. So, um, yeah, it, there's all kinds of things. I can't even think of all of them right now, but there's a ton of surprises. But that bed and facility is still comfortable. You told us last time oh, yeah. we spoke that bed yeah. is nice and comfortable. Thread count exactly how you want it. Yeah, exactly how I want it. Used it a lot last year. Now that we uh, we live right around the corner, so I can at least oh. make it home now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Well, we it's look awesome. forward to working with you. I had a blast. You Me got too. it. All the best. All right. Really liked it. Yeah, I, I really, did too. Like, I enjoyed I, it. I, I, it was, it was, There's a lot of good zoom-out macro conversations with polls there. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought the stuff, too, about Kevin Warren, like, he noticed how he's like, like it, it was it was good with Ted in my year. It, it, there's a different sort of voice in the building right now with Kevin Warren being there. And um, I thought that was code and saying there's a professional in the building right now. I think it was something that you and I always re- reference with Ryan Pace. It would have been nice if Ryan Pace had somebody in the building that he felt he could walk out his office have a good conversation about a variety of topics and know that that person had been there and done that on a variety of different issues. Yes, yes. Some good stuff. And then I, I know that you noted, too, you can't get too far away from the game tape. No. All, the, all these different tests, all these different scores and everything, can't get too far away of how they play on Saturday. You always have to go back to the tape as your final determining factor of just how good a guy is at his job. Great job by uh, Cap and Jay Hood this yes. morning down in Indy. Shay as well. Um, there was a funny story, too, about uh, Cap getting snubbed by one of our friends yes, this morning. I heard that. we got to get to that. Um, all right.
It's coming up in Waddle's World next. And then at 345, we've got the 21st greatest moment of the last 25 years in Chicago sports. Think you're really going to like this moment. And as a hint, the two guests that follow that moment will talk about it. Mike Tirico at 4 and Brian Erlacher at 430. We are the brand new home of the Chicago Bears. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. Uh, obviously, the uh, story outside of us being the home for the Bears, that is the biggest story of the day. Yes, it is. We're your home for Chicago Bears football. Brand new home, Joniak and Thayer with the call here. And uh, obviously... More than just the 20 games that you're going to hear. Of course. You're going to be getting Bears conversation every day, 365. Yes. That's what you're going to get. And other big announcements uh, coming, too. Uh, as we said earlier, though, the other story today, top prospect Jalen Carter has been charged in a fatal crash. The Georgia defensive tackle faces misdemeanor counts of reckless driving and racing in the January 15th wreck that killed offensive lineman Devin Wilcock. And recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix. The crash occurred hours after the Bulldogs celebrated their second straight national championship with a parade and ceremony. Carter, who had been due to speak to reporters at the Combine in Indy today, said he intends to return to Athens to answer the charges and expects to be fully exonerated. Yeah, we'll obviously keep you. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on what happens with this going forward as well. He did send out a statement. Yeah, he basically said, he said this, uh, he tweeted it out. He said, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for the reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15th, 2023. It is my intentions to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. And I, you know, I, I think you and I are on the same page. Whenever there is a, an arrest warrant issued, I think you let the court system and the legal system play out before you come to a long-term conclusion as to what his destiny will be in the National Football Yeah, you do your homework. You do your homework. Uh, this is the period where different disinformation or misinformation, or how you want to, you know, to describe it, occurs quite frequently. Uh Yesterday, Ryan Poles met the media down at Indy. Today, it was Chris Ballard's turn, the Colts GM. And Ballard uh, was trying to temper speculation that Indy will, in fact, try to trade up to number one, as many have suspected. Everybody, this is Ballard speaking, everybody has automatically just stamped that you got to move up to number one. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. 
But that's going to be the narrative going forward. Yeah. Look, we he could wait. Of course. He could take his chances. Let's play and this game. He could possibly get the fourth best quarterback. No doubt. And by the way, uh, I'm not so sure. You saw this, but the Seahawks now are floating the idea that, hey, Maybe we need to consider drafting a quarterback. Now, again, that could also be part of the negotiations with Geno Smith, right. who's up for a contract. And when people but, are negotiating with stuff, yeah, they say stuff. Float it out there. Let's go. So, Seahawks, you want to get in on this bidding war? So we'll see. I mean, I don't. I, I got to tell you, if I'm the Seahawks, this is just me speaking. If I'm the Seahawks or the Giants. I'm, if I can't come to a conclusion or come to an agreement with these two quarterbacks, Geno Smith and Daniel Jones, that is something shy of crazy $45 million a year money, I'm going to franchise both of them. Like in New York, I know that they're not interested in paying the $45 million a year for Daniel Jones that his people are asking for. It's silliness. Why wouldn't you just... Sign him to the franchise tag at $37 million, which is probably still more than you would want. If, yes. in fact, he will not agree to a contract that is anything less than said $45 million per year. And see how 2023 goes. At Kick least, the can down the road in this situation. At least Gino put up big-time numbers. Didn't Gino put up big-time numbers? Uh, he had a very yeah. Yeah, he had 30 touchdowns. Had a very good year. Like 11 picks. Yeah. And what was his yardage? I mean, what, oh yeah, it was over four thousand. Yeah, I mean, I think he was the third or fourth highest rated quarterback QB rating, wasn't he? In the league last yeah, year, yeah, he, he was excellent. Yeah, he was fantastic. Like, what did uh, Daniel I'm, Jones have? Fifteen touchdowns. I think Correct. so. Yeah. Yes. Now his weapons sucked, but yeah. still, I mean, I'm not giving Daniel Jones forty five million dollars. Just not. Like I, I think there's a really good chance Brian Dable can continue to to get good play out of him, but 45 mil sounds a little too steep for me. Chargers GM says veteran Keenan Allen isn't going anywhere. So if you're a Bears fan and you had your eyes on Keenan Allen being released because uh, he's due a ton of money, scheduled to earn 15 and a half mil this year and 21.7 uh, charge against the cap. Uh, GM says he ain't going anywhere. Uh, Wait, there's been a there's been a lot of misinformation regarding guys who are being released or not. Yeah, he's that, not right now. He ain't getting like released. Two weeks ago, that sounded like it was a done yeah. deal. Uh, two weeks ago, there were questions as to whether or not the Bengals were going to deal T. Higgins. Duke Tobin says, "Hey, go find your own wide receiver. Well, we're that, not trading T. Higgins. That that makes more sense. Like of that horse. Why would you? I trade wouldn't. Him? Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Aaron Rodgers." Uh, has come out of the darkness, as we told you the other day. Says find his, another podcast. His decision on the future is coming soon. Coming soon. I don't know what that means. It's best for everybody who has an interest to make a decision sooner rather than later. That's what Rodgers said on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. And I believe he's going to say, trade me to the Jets. Okay. That, that, I believe he's Good. going to Get him out say, of Green Bay. I don't want him there anymore. I just don't. Uh, this is a story I forgot to bring to you yesterday, but it was reported first yesterday. Bill's defense coordinator, former Bear, Leslie Frazier, one of the nicest human beings I think I've ever met in my life, decides to take a year off from coaching. So he will not be their defensive coordinator for the 2023 season in Buffalo, but he plans to return for the 2024 season. That is a shock. Why? Yeah. Just a hiatus? I've not seen a, a, yeah, I've not seen a, a specific answer as to why. 
What a corner, too. He could have been one of the great corners yeah. if he wouldn't have gotten hurt in that Super Bowl. Yes, that is true. Uh, by the way, I told you guys at one of the breaks that Netflix has an upcoming documentary on um, on Pornhub. Do you want to know what the featuring interviews with all kinds of different people attached, sex workers, activists, and ex-employees of the porn giant, the film premiering March 5th, offers a deep dive into the success and the scandals of Pornhub. Netflix does a fantastic job with oh, these projects. They could tell any story. Any story. Yes. It will be good. What, you had a question for well, us? I now? wanted to know, like, if you had to guess what the name of the documentary is. The story of one of the most visited websites, Pornhub, a new Netflix upcoming documentary titled... I'm going to give you each a guess. About Pornhub. Would anybody like to take a guess first? Don't look at my screen. You saw my screen, didn't you? No, I didn't. Okay, Meller, would you like? I'll give you because you're. This is right why. Why? This is why. Why? Huh? The ne- is the. Can we have like some type of hint? No. Working it's a, hard. It's, I mean, it's a Netflix. Ooh, Tyler. Working That's hard. good. Good one. No. Uh, do you need a hint? I do. For a Netflix I mean, Netflix documentary on Pornhub. Documentary. Something on, about. Uh, I see like, it on your screen like now. That's singular good. pleasure. Okay. Like mm. you know, like, you get like, too creative. Uh, okay, like, too creative. I was gonna say like a ma- like a manual. Um... Hmm. Pornhub. Pornhub on Netflix. We got to take a break here soon. We're up against. That's the clock, true. So. That's true. It's not up against the clock either. No, that's not the name of the. Come on, Sylvie, just get into your brain right now. You're thinking too hard. Just go with the first thing. Pornhub, Netflix, documentary. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Pornflix. Pornflix? <laughs> I, was... I don't know. No, no. That's flick it a... and flick it. Okay, now again, you're Why? trying to get that's too creative. You get too creative. What? The true story of Thor, I, the masturbating just... walrus. <laughs> Do you want me to give you the name? Yes. Money Shot. Yes. That's great. Good call. How could you not have given me that as a guess? Mallor, I thought you were definitely going to get it. Yeah. Sylvie's not good at these guessing. That hurts. A hint would have helped. If you're asking how old, you know, an old guy is, he's going to get it between 18 and 24 months. That was fantastic. Money shot. That's really good. Because of paying for porn. And how and porn usually ends. That's right. I, yes. I don't think you need to describe why it's a good a good title. I think we all understand. Because you make money from being on Pornhub. Keep going if you want. We got to take a break. Do you know what they call the ending of a porn? All right. Uh, coming up next. The that's money. Well they, said. That's not what they. That's not what they call it. The twenty-first greatest moment of the last <laughs> twenty-five years in Chicago sports. You're gonna like this. 2023, a momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25. A quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans. And a lot of great moments through those 25 years. In conjunction with those great moments, we had to find a great partner. And so we did. Great Clips presents the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000. Number 21. Excited about this one. Because there aren't many regular season games 
that make a top 25 list. You wouldn't think so. For greatest moments. And this one does. Because there are, in great seasons along the way, defining regular season moments that shape championship seasons. Now, this one wasn't exactly a championship season, but it was close. But it was close. So I want to take you back. And I was just telling the boys, as we were going through the date, that uh, this game was played on October 16th, 2006. That how many regular season games do you know of that have its own Wikipedia page? (laughs) None. This game, as a regular season NFL game, has its own Wikipedia page. And it also has a spot on the NFL Network's um, top 10 greatest comebacks of all time. Like, I always, like, we all have a running bet on this show of the Sandberg game. And um, it's not a bit for you. It's not a bit. And I always say that this is the Bears-Sandberg game, that this was just a regular season game in a season that they didn't win the championship, but it sort of put them on the map, and it happened on national TV, and it was one of those miraculous moments that you'll always remember where you were and remember this game. I don't remember where I was. You don't remember where you were? I don't. I remember watching this game at home. Do you? Oh, just going crazy because you were miserable at the start. The Bears, uh, so they were playing, of course. I think everyone knows where it is. Let's, let's let the highlights speak for themselves. It was Monday Night Football. The Bears come into the game 5-0 and against the lowly Arizona Cardinals, who at the time were 1-4, and being led by Matt Leinert. Second half of the 15, he's hit from behind. Mark Anderson, the hit, the scoop and score for Mike Brown. The Bears get back in it. Second down, here's James. And into the line, did the ball come out? It did. It is scooped up by the Bears. Charles Tillman takes it the distance, and Chicago is very much alive. Watch Erlacher here, guys. Kept reaching in and just pulled it out of the arms of James. And it's scooped and scored by Tillman. It almost got to player's kick. Devin Hester from the 18. Reading box. Devin Hester into the open field. And Hester picks up another block. Devin Hester, the putter to beat. He beat him. Devin Hester. All the way. Touchdown, Chicago Bears. It's just incredible. That is exactly what he did in college at Miami to Louisville when they had a big lead. And the rookie does it again. 82 yards. Hasn't missed from inside 50 this year. Hester charges off the edge. The field goal is leaking. It's no good. He missed it to the left. And Rackers, a money kicker last year, for the second straight week, misses one. Would have given him the overtime opportunity last week. Could have given him the win here. And the Chicago Bears are about to leave the desert with thievery. A six-turnover, no-offensive-score win. Coach, a four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What do you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. 
We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Brilliant. <laughs> so memorable in so many different ways. Four interceptions. And two fumbles. And two fumbles. Down 20 to nothing at the half. 20 to nothing at the half. No offensive touchdowns. Nothing. Didn't he have a Blutarski? Rex had a Blutarski. 0.0. Mike Tirico with the call. He's coming up, by the way, at 4 o'clock to join us. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about current NFL, too. And then, like, to think about it, Tirico was in the booth with Tony Kornheiser and Joe Theismann. And then what you... This is the part that I forgot, too. And Erlacher talks about it in the uh, interview that we recorded with him. He's coming up at 4.30. You forget that the Arizona Cardinals should have still won the game with that the, field goal? Uh, the short field goal under 40 yards, and he misses the field goal at the end. That after all that happened, the Cardinals still should have won with an easy field goal to win the game, but they missed the field goal at the end. There's another play too that occurs in the fourth quarter. It was one of those. I think it was one of those fumbles where Darnell Dockett actually recovers it. He takes it back to the house. But he's actually, his knee comes down. But it's a play where in the moment you, you believe that the Cardinals take it back and all the way for an additional touchdown. But they have to go to the review and they see that his knee is down ever so slightly. You remember that? Or no, did no, you no. Just re- when re- I was putting the highlights yeah, in, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't believe. And this is the fourth quarter when the Bears are trying to make their comeback. It, 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 it's just one of those games from... Just the ugliness, and and I remember watching the, the I remember watching the pregame because I remember Steve Young saying this is going to get dangerous for Matt Liner. This is they are so bad, and the Bears defense is so good. This could be a fifty point win for the Bears. Four, you, Fourteen points in the first quarter for it, Arizona. Yeah, and, and uh, but but going into the game, people thought that it was going to get so ugly. I don't know if you remember this, Rex Grossman in September was the player of yes. the month, the NFC right. player of the month. So, like, not only was that defense great and they were taking the ball away, but the Bears of the time, a lot of people thought they had a pretty good offense going. So they were going to Arizona. There were all these Bears fans there. A lot of people expected that they would roll, and then they were down so big at half, and then they had to eke out this victory, and then – and then he goes crazy. And Mike Tirico, if you missed the story he told a few years ago, I'll have him retell the story again about the Denny Green rant because I think Tirico saw this coming from his production meeting from what he had with him before the game. Denny thought that they had him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Denny thought that they had him. How about this? Uh, there's so many good facts about this game, and one of them is in the loss of the Bears, Matt Leinart became the first player in NFL history to throw at least two first-quarter touchdown passes in each of his first two career starts. So Matt Leinart, who you thought was just going to get eaten alive by that Bears defense, came out slinging it. Yeah, 9 of 10 to start the game. Yeah, 14 zip at the, at the end of the first quarter. 
Oh, that's you know, I, so I didn't watch this second half live because my parents made me go to bed. I was going to say that you, you were probably oh in preschool. God. Eight years I old? Was, I was 2006, so I was nine years old at the time. Bedtime. So my, my parents made me go to bed, and I found out the next morning that they came back and won. But remember during COVID, they were replaying all these classic games, and this one was on ESPN. And I watched it. I saw the second half for the first time during COVID. And that was my first glimpse into wow. what this comeback How was really like. How old were you again? Nine years old. Nine. Young oh. Tyler. Wow. All right, so let's talk to Mike Tirico about this uh, coming up next. We'll talk current NFL. What would he do with Jalen Carter as well if he were the Bears? We'll talk Bears free agency. He is the premier voice in the National Football League. Speaking of that, we're going to bring him in with a memorable moment from this show when we had our announcer draft, and he went number one overall. Wait till he hears this. Um, so we'll talk to Mike Tirico coming up to celebrate the, being the home of the Bears. Brian Erlacher is going to join us, the Hall of Famer, at 4.30. We recorded this. Wait to hear this conversation. Uh, it's all coming up next. And the new home of the Bears.